That's right, folks. Get in the mood. <laughs> it's the most highly anticipated episode of the Rosecast in our seven-month history. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. With me, as always, uh, bachelor enthusiast. I really should do a better job of looking up synonyms for connoisseur, but AB. Yes, sir. How's it going, man? How you feeling? I'm spent. You tired of this? You've about had it? <laughs> I'm out of gas, Rim. Got nothing left to give this season. Suck the life out of me. It was quite a finale, AB. We had Rachel, our bachelorette. She entered the season riding, would you say, an unprecedented wave of positivity and goodwill? No one could possibly say a bad thing about the girl coming into the season. She had America's sympathy after she was spurned by the thoughtless moron, Nick Vial. She demonstrated sharp intellect and a willingness to be honest and transparent throughout the process, A.B. And we showered her with praise, deserving praise, as she became the Jackie Robinson of network reality TV dating shows, which is a lot bigger deal than it sounds. She was the first black bachelorette, A.B., Incredible. All the boxes were checked to have a perfect season. We loved her. Past tense. <laughs> look at look at Rim and AB now, ready to embark on a basically a Comedy Central roast of these two <laughs> these two contestants. America's least favorite couple. Yeah. She threw it all away last night, AB. All that goodwill, all that positivity, uh, all that popularity. It's gone. She picked the guy we knew. She was going to be with all along, and in the process, not only not only broke the hearts of two most viewers would say better contestants, but just went full heel and threw some some petty barbs yeah. in Peter's direction along the way. Mm-hmm. It was it was a full on heel turn, or maybe just the true Rachel finally came out. And America, I'll speak on behalf of America. We didn't like what we saw, I.B. <laughs> Do you think that I was thinking about this after the finale when I'm sitting there steaming mad uh, at Rachel? I hate her. Uh, Do you think being the bachelor bachelorette just lends itself to by the end of it, you're going to be sick of that person? Because if you look back, we haven't really liked anyone except for Ben. Who's at the end? Uh, tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, at the end, we haven't liked. We didn't like JoJo at the end. We damn sure didn't like Nick Vial at the end, and now we don't yeah. like Rachel at the end. Um. Yeah. Probably. Just the way that they're portrayed, because they have to. ABC has to sell the lead to us as someone we can all love, and then inevitably along the way, they're going to alienate larger and larger chunks of the fan base with their decisions. Mm-hmm. And two, it, they live in a bubble. Like, Rachel has been living in this bubble and can't seem to understand why people don't <laughs> like Brian. And it's like, we got a laundry list of reasons. You're just too busy <laughs> flying in helicopters in the Alps and visiting churches in the Spanish mountains to realize, like, to see the people for who they actually are, right? So 
I'm with you. It's it's very very difficult. They do not have a high batting percentage in terms of people who start likable and end likable. Yep. As the lead. So anyway, yeah. I mean, it was it was a it was a dramatic fall from grace. Ab. I mean, she was America's sweetheart. Dare I say, a role model for young women across the world. I don't think that's telling any tales out of school to call Rachel Lindsay a role model. Absolutely not. Yeah. But now, Ugh. if if my daughter showed up and was acting like Rachel acted for the last couple months with a guy, I would be extremely disappointed. Yeah, it was sad to see, you know, a once promising tale of of true, true reality TV love, which is hard to come by these days, A.B. I hear you. Uh, anyway, so let's just talk about this episode. It was three hours long with after the final rose kind of being interspersed. You think three hours long, Rim and AB are going to be talking in our air for two hours. No, that's not the case. This will probably be an average length episode because the majority of this, the majority of the finale was nothing. Outside of the big Peter and Rachel showdown and outside of a few interesting things and after the final row stuff, it was a mostly kind of airless finale. Would you agree? None of the dates really stand out. I'll I'll give you that. So no. a lot of the a lot of the time didn't really nothing to talk about there the dates didn't stand out and they didn't make that big of a deal in the uh, they didn't make that big of a deal of the overnight suites yep agreed they were just like all right here's the card and then you know boom the light switch turns off go to commercial come back frying eggs we got closer last night (laughs) it's time to make a decision like they almost didn't even need to show any of that honestly yeah yep all right let's get into the episode as we are known to do, break it down each and every way. The Phil Steele of The Bachelorette, the Mel Kiper Jr. of The Bachelorette. <laughs> Rachel joins Chris on After the Final Rose. What's going on? Why did? Why do you think they did this, A.B.? Why do you think we watched the finale with Rachel? I don't know. It was just a, they've, they've been doing weird things off the beaten path with everything with Rachel. They had her come on for the finale of last season of The Bachelor to meet some of the guys that was weird uh it's it's been a it's been a different season hasn't hasn't followed the mold do you think it's because they knew that the content of the episode outside of the peter portions was really boring and watching her watch reactions was interesting and also to get that like immediate feedback from her after the peter scene i think it's a great idea to have them come out and watch it sure with chris I think a lot of things they did this season were great ideas. Make the dudes visit hometowns and then visit her family and then still be together. Why not? Who says no to that? I mean, it's entertaining. Yep. Um, also, the only reason I also brought this up is uh, Juan Pablo got married, I guess. I mean, who gives a fuck, frankly? Why did they make a... <laughs> Juan, Juan, pa- Juan Pablo, the most hated guy of all time on this series. Yeah. No one cares if he's... We already know there's going to be a shitty couple to come out of the other side of this. Why are you going to show, tell us about Juan Pablo, another presumably <laughs> shitty couple, too? Chris was like, yeah, Juan Pablo texted us, uh, and he was like, hey, can you tell everybody I'm married? So Juan Pablo's married. And, like, light golf clap. Like, no one <laughs> no one cares. Hey, say what you want about Chris Harrison, though, Rim. We've been roasting. We've been roasting his ass continuously for multiple seasons about how he has the easiest cush job, mostly out of jealousy, pure yeah. jealousy from us. No uh, the guy 
is is a tremendous live studio audience host. That's I don't think that's deniable. He asks the hard hitting questions. He gets the emotion. He drags the emotion out of you. Oh, he extracts it. He, yeah. he's a surgeon <laughs> with the emotion extraction. Mm-hmm. He's right up there, just below. He's not. I mean, he's not Ryan Seacrest. Nobody no, is. Well, no. But he's he's in the tier below for sure. And that's yep. <laughs> that's a good tier to be in. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Peter and Rachel's last one-on-one date. Um, they basically, this was our cliffhanger from the end of last episode. So we'll do a quick recap because folks, they legitimately just replayed the first five minutes of, of the scene or the five minutes of the scene. I mean, it was just for the first 20 minutes of the show, there were literally nothing happened. Peter wants to pursue a life with Rachel, but he's not sure he can propose after three dates. Rachel's devastated. She's Peter pretty much says, thanks for being devastated. Okay. Thanks for showing these emotions. And then Rachel's like, uh, we need more time, and then they get the fantasy suite. Basically, the the cliffhanger from two weeks ago turned out to be nothing at all, A.B. Fight, fantasy suite, bing, bang, boom, you're fired, Ed. What do you got on Peter and Rachel's reconcil- quick, unsettlingly quick reconciliation after what we thought was like the end of it for Peter last time? I, t- I told you that I think it was going to be a – it's going to be a producer – fucking with the the tapes here like they always do <laughs> uh, i mean i said it wasn't gonna be that big a deal this time now what happened later in the episode was exactly what we anticipated happening at the start of this episode but there's yeah i mean it gave peter the fantasy suite big deal it was it was i don't know this was one of those moments for me as a relatively new watcher of the show in the last two years i just looked around like did anyone else I was actually I actually watched with a couple other people the finale last night which I don't usually do and I was looking around like did anybody else see how like this doesn't make any sense you guys understand like am I watching the same show (laughs) it was basically like all right well we're at a complete and total stalemate uh both of us are being very stubborn it's we're unlikely to uh, come to a mutual agreement in the next 24 to 48 hours which is our deadline so here's a written invitation to my hotel room which is decorated with (laughs) candles and rose petals (laughs) <laughs> like you're not gonna neither of you are willing to budge on this why don't you just call it quits like i mean i don't understand why i thought peter was done for sure after this i mean they didn't come to any sort of common ground on what they're going to do so i anticipated him going home still yeah i did too we do get a little insight into rachel on why she's so stubborn about the engagement though rim she mentioned she was in a five-year relationship in the past that uh the person never wanted to take it to that next level so she's she's worried about that peter might be that same person because he she said that he reminds her of him so yeah that's uh you know fair fair point i suppose I guess the difference is maybe that that was a five-year relationship and this has been <laughs> three dates over the course of two months while you date other guys. I don't know. Like, you can't you can't compare the little apples and oranges, in my opinion. The inability of Rachel being able to decipher the difference in real life in this whatever we're doing here is was shocking to me she's she's a smart lawyer and she can't even she can't even comprehend why peter feels the way he does why you'd be hesitant at all yeah like well and uh, we'll talk a little bit about this later but her rationale is like i'm putting myself out there you know in this journey 
and I'm ready to do this. I'm, you know, if we've made it this far, then anyone else who's made it this far should be willing to go all the way with me too in terms of getting married. And it's like that. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. And you, I guess you got to if that's your requirement, then you got to you know you got to nip the ones who aren't willing to do that. But I'm with you. Anyway, we got the post. We got the typical post fantasy suite shots. Couple, you know, cracking eggs and making the bacon. <laughs> Peter's shirtless. Surprised they didn't show Peter's front torso. I was looking forward to see the front torso, but that's just me. I don't know about y'all ladies out there. Um, we got the, you know, we got Rachel holding the coffee mug with two hands. You know how girls be holding coffee mugs, like, with two hands going like. <laughs> uh, and then she, Rachel says, I feel like this extra time together was really good for us. But we're still at opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to a proposal. So what in what other categories did you benefit or improve if you're still at a complete stalemate to the only thing that matters? <laughs> Let's keep it moving to the Brian and Rachel date, which ABC teased as very awkward and potentially, you know, Brian stumbling at the last just before the finish line. It was awkward, AB. That is true. And it was awkward because, you know, they had to, like, you know, they had to, like, talk about stuff. <laughs> Did this awkward date between Brian and Rachel put any doubt in your mind? Did you think maybe maybe Peter was slowly creeping ahead of Brian in the race? A little bit. She seemed she was in her own head. They weren't. It wasn't the passionate Brian and Rachel that we've seen all season. So, yeah, I thought I thought Peter might have got to her a little bit in the fantasy suites. Talk some sense into her. Chris Harrison even asked Rachel, how close were you to turning down that fantasy suite or even breaking up with Peter that night? Rachel says, hey, you know, I was right there. Yeah. And this to me is where the watching live with the Bachelorette concept kind of falls apart for me. Like that seemed like a huge when she said that, that seemed like a huge indicator of that who she wasn't going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was like, I, I almost broke up with uh, Peter that, at that point, which is, okay, so guessing. I mean, there's still Eric left at that point, too, so I'm guessing Peter doesn't yeah. win. <laughs> it's kind of a silly <laughs> thing to say while the, while the finale's on. Well, that's what you can, that's the that's the risk you take, having a live watch party like that and asking the questions of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, because they could easily fumble on their words and spoil something wor even worse yeah. than this. She could have easily spoiled something. Maybe that's why they did it with her and not, like, JoJo. Yeah. Because Rachel is, like, Rachel can handle the, the high-pressure situation. For sure. Brian and Rachel dinner time, which appeared to be in a crate and barrel that went out of business. Um, the main topic of conversation here was how distracted Rachel seemed. So basically, Brian and Rachel talked about how Rachel was being weird. Um, and then they agree that she's being weird, and then they go to the fantasy suite. Any any other thing, anything else of this Brian and Rachel nighttime? No, nothing at all. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, Rim. We didn't talk about... They did a little horseback riding earlier in the episode. Sure. I was secretly hoping that he would get bucked off his horse in like a... Have you ever seen that Full House episode with Michelle Tanner gets bucked off and like loses her memory? Ever seen that episode? Uh, va I vaguely remember that, which is ironic. Yeah, so I thought maybe she Mich hurt her leg or something. No, Michelle was bucked off a horse and landed on her head and lost her memory and couldn't remember anybody. So I was hoping Brian would get bucked off his horse, get knocked out, concussion, not serious injury here. I'm not wishing Brian would die, but 
would lose no, his memory no. in a Mich- Michelle Tanner situation. Yeah, no, like we don't want him to die, but like CTE would be okay. How old was <laughs> Michelle when that happened? It, she was young. She was like eight. God, scary it was, it was one of those. That was, that, I'll tell you what, Full House. <laughs> that was scary, it's a great man. show, but that episode always stands out to me as one of those real eye-opening, scary sitcom yeah. episodes. Well, like the old say by the bell when Jesse's addicted to caffeine pills. Yep, you know what exactly. I mean? Just like takes you out of the moment. You go, whoa, life is real whoa, out there, folks. Life, life is tough. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, Brian didn't get bucked off the the horse. Uh, he made it to dinner time. Gets the fantasy suite card. Brian's fantasy suite is like mad, like, you know, play a play. You know what I mean? Like, it's just decked out in like the Miami. It looked like they're in Miami. They transported from Spain to Miami. It says, I'm, I love you. I'm in love with you. And whatever happens, happens. And then they make out. And then I don't know how ABC does. I don't know who the audio engineer is, but I feel bad for him because he's got to go in there and like amplify the saliva smacking noises from their makeouts <laughs> that you can hear it because you can hear it and i don't know if it's real or fake but it, they put it in there somebody had to put it in there and i feel bad for that person <laughs> post fantasy suite ab what's the what's like the what's the sleazeballiest slimeballiest kind of douchiest thing you could say post fantasy suite when you're the third fantasy suite i might add for context what's like the grossest thing you could say or like the, the most embarrassing thing you could say I don't remember. What did he say? Uh, he said the chemistry is hotter than ever, A.B. You're trying to marry this woman, Mr. Sloppy Seconds. Don't forget about Sloppy Seconds. It's been a long season, but he said Sloppy Seconds on the Ellen TV show, a morning show, I might add. And then he said the chemistry is hotter than ever. It's like, Brian, what about like taking your relationship to the next level, making a connection with this woman you love, and preparing to spend all your whole life with her? He's like, no, nah, man. We got hot. It's hot and heavy. You know me, the bra guy. Bra. <laughs> Brian's fantasy suite was exactly what we anticipated it being, which was all physical and no no talk about what they're going to do afterwards. None. Gross. Nobody liked that. No viewer in America was like, oh, finally, Brian and Rachel. So glad these two kids kind of <laughs> got together. Anyway, Brian stinks. He's a slime ball. On to the rose ceremony. Remember Eric A.B.? Eric's there. Forgot about him. Uh, yep, totally forgot about him. Been two weeks since we saw him. Uh, leading up to the rose ceremony, I mean, number one, who did you, th- who did you, th- who were you expecting to go home at that point? Peter, because of what Rachel said on the live ceremony, I thought he was going home. That would make sense because her number one criteria is you have to be willing to bend the knee, Daenerys Lindsay, and. Well, you're not caught up. That's a fucking super topical Game of Thrones reference that I wish you watched <laughs> within three weeks of the marrying. Number one criteria is that you need to propose. She's got two guys who are willing to do that and one guy who's not. And she gives a rose to the one guy who will not propose, Peter. And she gives a gigantic speech as she, right before she gives out the roses about how she needs an engagement. It was, I mean, you aren't making any sense here. She basically had a zero tolerance policy for non-proposing ass dudes. Said, "Listen, whoever gets this rose contractually obligated to propose to me." And she gave it to Peter anyway. Folks, why do we watch this show? I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eric doesn't get a rose. Um, they go off and have a little talk, and she hits on the two cla- just vintage 
late game, you don't get a rose breakup lines on this show, which is, I have strong feelings for you. It's really hard to say goodbye. I just have stronger feelings for the other mm-hmm. people remaining. That's that's classic number one. Classic number two is, it's not that I don't love you. It's that I'm not in love with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trademark Nick Vial. It hasn't been here <laughs> or done that with that one. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Eric's reaction? Eric handled it like an absolute gentleman. Couldn't have handled it better. We're, we watched Eric grow up before our very eyes rim into a legitimate Bachelor contestant, like you've said, and an overall good guy. Remember early Eric? He's popping off in the house. Get Super, your name out of my uh, mouth. Yeah, get your name out of my mouth, guy. Super uh, childish about a bunch of different things. Now he's yeah. like that cool, smooth... And it all came with the beard. I'll tell you that much, Rim. Can we talk about Eric's awesome beard? It aged I have a him. note on that. It's it aged good. Him in it's look good. And in emotional intelligence. Man, Eric really did go kind of. I mean, take this with a grain of salt, but he went from straight Urkel to uh, Stefan Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Current, Ur- current Eric is Stefan Urkel, the smoothest motherfucker in the game. Looks so good at that beard. Takes the high, he takes the high road too. Mm-hmm. Early season Eric would I would not expect him to have taken this high road, not at all. He says I'll always love you, which is just uh hearts melted, AB. Even though he's you know positioning himself to be the next bachelor, I'm not even mad at it. No. I think he did a great job with the breakup. Absolutely, couldn't have done better. And, and then even back in the studio, he did amazing there too. Killed mm-hmm. it. In the car, he said, I'm just going to miss her, man. Like, he's not crying like, well, I'll never find love or well, I didn't win. Or he's yeah. like, the show stinks. He's like, I'm going to miss hanging out with Rachel. He really liked hanging out with Rachel. It kind of, Eric and Rachel, we've thought all along, or at least I have, that they seemed a little bit more like friends than, you know, a couple. Mm-hmm. And I think that really played out here. I just don't think she had that romantic interest in them they were obviously the most compatible and had the most fun when they were together sure. um but that's not what uh, it, apparently rachel's looking for how about fucking brian slithering on up to rachel when she comes back and giving her, <laughs> so giving her a hug and a handle god what the, what was that about first was, off it's weird that she even had to like return to the two guys standing there and then I guess you have to do something. You're not just going to like stand there, but just, I was, I don't know. It's Brian. That so was I was put weird. off by him. Yeah. Like, he what's he up, slides bro? up there with his fucking cheap ass Miami coat with no, <laughs> no tie on. Fucking uh, slides up on her, gives her a hug. It creeps me yeah. out. Well, I mean, Eric didn't wear a tie either, but yeah, I'm with you on that. The guy stinks. Well, I mean, if yeah, I'll roast Eric too. He's wearing like a, he's wearing a V-neck white t-shirt underneath his <laughs> suit jacket. That's not. It's not where you show up for a 31-year-old. So with... Well, I'm going to disagree. That's, uh, I'd do something like that. <laughs> with Peter and Brian left, just, I thought... Are you going to... Are we still doing this? Yeah, I'm just saying, Rim. <laughs> Peter showed up dressed to the nines, looking like a grown man. And then these two, you got Brian showing up in a cheap-ass, like polyester Bell, suit and then, yeah yeah and then you got eric showing up with a suit jacket and a white t-shirt underneath now he's gonna choose you want a man or a yeah. boy yeah 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 um at this point with peter and brian left we've had this sizzling under the radar tension between these two peter clearly based on what he said back at the house 
It became clear that Peter does has never liked Brian. His strong feelings of skepticism and almost hatred towards Brian. I was really hoping that storyline would pop up out of nowhere and do be a quick little hour long storyline. Like not only are these two competing for the love of the same woman, but they hate each other. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't come to fruition. I was really, I thought that really juiced up, but that could have really juiced up the last hour. I agree. I think they missed an opportunity there. Let's talk quick about Rachel and Eric in the hot seat um, at the studio. I my first note is the fucking he, his beard. I mean, made the ladies <laughs> in the place with style and grace go bananas. Ab that beard. It was a secret. Look better with beards. It was a secret secret weapon. He pulled it out late in the season, and it made him go farther. And now he's gonna be the bachelor. Well, and it's so much thicker now than it was then. I mean, this is if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna try and like sell yourself as the bat like. If if regular ass Eric from episode one would have came to this after the final roast, we'd be like, all right, like we're good on we're we're good on Eric. But he <laughs> came with like a new Rachel. fresh look, and people were like, I could see Eric being the bachelor. <laughs> that beard changed my opinion on the man completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you said man, AB, and Eric himself thinks that falling in love with Rachel turned him from a boy to a man. I mean, he took a bad situation. He made chicken salad out of chicken shit here. I agree. The only thing that gives me pause about him being a contender for The Bachelor is just based simply on the amount of time they gave him on stage. Like, he was on stage for, like, four minutes. And then they're like, anyway, Chris Harrison was like, it was good to meet you. Like, not maybe we'll see you again in the future. It was just like, all right, shuffle him off to the side here. I think they genuinely do not know right now who they're going to have, though. It seems like one of those situations where there's no clear-cut person. It could be, like, one of ten people. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, back to Brian and Rachel, I suppose, uh, they get dates. They normally get dates after at this point. Yeah. Yep. So this is usually where the episode actually starts. Most final Mm -hmm. episodes start at this point where we're after the final rose ceremony. Um, they've done all the fantasy suites. So this one was just pushed back a little bit. They just have those, those two last dates with the two people that are left. Brian and Rachel. All I got on this is that Brian is wearing a terrible leather jacket. <laughs> All she- <laughs> terrible. All sheen. I mean, it was like it was almost like patent leather. <laughs> Doesn't have the natural. Just you know trash. how leather has like natural mini like like kind of crinkles in it. Like because, you know, we're talking about animal skin here, folks. That jacket was either twenty dollars or two thousand dollars. There's no. <laughs> In between there. That I just I thought the jacket rim. stunk. That shit was fake. He showed up with fake cheeks, fake hair, and f- a fucking fake leather jacket. Yep, that's Miami for you. Um, <laughs> what'd you think of the corny-ass Spanish dictionary he made? Or he had somebody make, probably. He didn't have that good a handwriting. No one has duped someone into thinking they know a language <laughs> <laughs> better than Brian has. He never says anything that's outside of very basic first week of Spanish one in high school Spanish. Never. This is like on the first worksheet you get of like you have to (laughs) write the English word next to it. It's those are the words that he's saying. He says buenos dias. That's what he that's that's what he says. Or fantastico or. You know, do you want to be my espousa? Yeah, it's just uh, this guy doesn't know Spanish. I said it was probably the dictionary that he uses day to day because he doesn't know any of these main words that he's trying to teach, these basic <laughs> words he's trying to teach her. Also, this would you say that at this point, 
like Brian knows Spanish and Rachel doesn't is like the one thing they have, and That's it's the one. it's a very weak thing. She doesn't seem that interested in knowing Spanish. It, I don't. Anytime he says anything in Spanish, she melts for some reason, and that's the uh, only thing they have going for them. His whole family speaks English. There's no like practical reason why she needs to learn Spanish. It's just something that they talk about. It'd be like if you were dating a girl and be like, "Let me teach you the rules of basketball," and she's like, "Ha!" Like, but secretly she didn't give a fuck about basketball, and that's <laughs> all you had. And then you're gonna marry each other. <laughs> All right, anything else on these two scumbags? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Brian? No. Got nothing more for those two. All right. Well, Peter, here we go, AB. Here we go. Buckle in. We're, we're inching closer towards the most dramatic moment of the season. Peter and Rachel are on a date. They go to a church. They talk to a Spanish priest did about you, marriage. Did you notice Peter pulled up in like a sensible minivan? <laughs> I thought it was very Peter style. Yeah, they've been using, yeah, he, yeah, they've been using some different kind of cars here. They're not all like Escalade and <laughs> shit. They're like Chevy, Chevy <laughs> Windstars. I swear to God, just a, a regular yeah. middle of the pack van for some reason. Kind of weird because it was like borderline off roading to yeah. get to that location. Yeah. It was very weird. Um. Anyway, Rachel is just hung up. She's she seemed very inconvenienced by the fact that she's dealing with in quotes someone who isn't sure they'll propose at the end of this this journey ab so she's she's got two guys left and she's like oh, i just can't believe one of these guys isn't sure if he's going to marry me basically okay two things baby girl number one <laughs> you chose peter to be there okay yeah so if you didn't if you didn't want to deal with someone who isn't sure about marriage you could have sent him his ass packing right and kept a guy who told you he would propose if given the opportunity so that's a you dealing with that that sounds like a you problem yeah. not a pete problem <laughs> two in the real world which i understand this is not the real world but in the real world you can't demand someone promise a proposal when there's a 50-50 chance that you'll not be with them 24 hours later what i hate to bring common sense into the bachelorette world but that's basic courtesy i'd say in the middle of it he even asked her you know are you willing to profess your love to me right now or yeah, that's like, a little later. He, but yeah, he was yeah, like, "Hey, that's, that's say what you can't say." That I'll do it. I'll, <laughs> I'll agree. Shit, I'll fucking, I'll marry you if you do this. <laughs> she yeah, if you it. if you break up with Brian right now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you know, it's maybe, maybe it's reasonable, Rachel, that Peter wants you not to have two boyfriends when he asks you to marry him. Is that a re like maybe wait a couple months? <laughs> That seems very reasonable, everything Peter's saying. Maybe let's like, get not rid of only, your other boyfriend, then we can talk about marriage. Yeah, not only it, not only get rid of your other boyfriend, but also, like, let's put some distance between your previous boyfriends and my proposal to spend the rest of my life with you. Like, let's just get, <laughs> get that at least an arm's length away, which is, what, probably three months, maybe? Go yeah. to some football games and farmer's markets and sure. figure it out first. <laughs> It, it, the proposal, it would be like the promise of the proposal thing. And I know there are some people out there, AB, who don't agree with our take on this. They, you know, devil's advocate. I'll be the devil's advocate. I'll put their hat on right now. Peter knew that he was coming onto a show where this was the what your your expectation is. 
So even though we're all looking at what Peter's saying, we're going, it's, it makes total sense. He's being regional. He's the only person who's ever been rational on this TV show. Yep. It is still a TV show, and everyone knows you get to the top two, you better be willing to get down on one knee. Here's the thing, though, Rim. I, know, I agree with everything you said there. He should have known, and they were both on opposite sides of the thing, completely stuck in the mud. Neither of them would move. I I think Peter, I, Peter's opinion was a little too far that way, and Rachel's was too far the other way, you know? Too far from but the where norm. would they move? Where would they move? Like, you're saying they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum, and they're not going to move. Like, how do they inch closer to each other? I think, well, I think not, Peter's I'm not in... just saying he's two, they're opposite sides of the spectrum. I'm saying both of them are, like, farther than the reasonable level of the opinion that they're taking. You know, Peter has okay. gone too far in not being willing to propose because he has this idea that you can only you can only be engaged once like being engaged actually isn't being married it's it's not looked looked at the same way as a divorce it's not the same would be so he, i get it though but he didn't want to he didn't want to do a proposal that he knew he didn't want to have a he doesn't want to have a meaningless engagement or a potentially meaningless proposal i'm not saying i don't get it and i i would lean more towards his level of thinking than rachel's um I'm, I mean, I'm on Peter's side here, but I can also understand where Rachel's coming off. But Rachel being a smart girl, I would have anticipated her understanding that someone could have this opinion and being okay with it instead of it being a end-all, do-all. That was kind of the weird thing. We know Rachel is smart, but she seemed like literally unable to comprehend how, exactly. how someone could say what Peter's saying. Like everybody understood what Peter was saying. And she was like, I just don't have any clarity. And it's like, no, he's being extremely clear with you. He's <laughs> not going yeah. to propose tomorrow. He's not. He wants to be your boyfriend for a while and then marry you. That's what he wants to do. He sees a, a long term relationship with you, but he wants to be he wants to get out of this you know, this fairy tale before he actually puts a ring on it, which is reasonable. Yeah. Now, Peter tells her about the things that he envisions, like you mentioned, which are all normal things that like committed couples do. And sure. we're going to football, specifically farmer's markets. Yep. The disconnect occurs when Rachel takes those visions and says, well, why don't we just get married then? Like, why aren't you willing to take that step to get to that point where we're, you know, together forever? But Rachel, he's not guaranteeing those things will happen. He just hopes they will happen. He wants to try living that life with you because you haven't had at this point, you haven't lived together. You haven't existed in the real world yet. And he's basically saying, I want to go into the real world and live a life together. And then if it works, we will get married. The other thing that I thought was frustrating was she kept comparing peter to whoever her past relationship was that didn't marry her after five years and she couldn't like you said she could not comprehend that these are different scenarios completely different like this that was in real life and you dated for five years and never got engaged this has been three weeks and you're on a reality tv show like you can't lump peter and that guy together it's just that's yeah. not fair not fair now, I, we're, I'll defend Rachel a little bit and say that she probably comprehended it. She was portrayed as not being able to understand the difference. I'm sure it was she probably than, did. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it wasn't as bad, but still, watching it was like, 
why doesn't she why doesn't she get it? <laughs> anyway, let's go to the final showdown. This is it, AB. The the most dramatic. This was the 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 crescendo, the climax of the show. The most dramatic, emotional moments in the whole season. Nighttime. She comes over to the crib, I suppose. Nighttime date. Tells Rachel, "I am in love with you." Period. Rachel, this period. End of sentence. <laughs> Rachel at this point was still pissed, though. And the way she looked at it, after that big reveal, she was looking at him like, and? <laughs> like, what else? And like, whoa. <laughs> but these feelings are so recent, he says. And I don't feel I'm ready to ask you to marry me tomorrow. So basically the same thing he said the last time they were together at the beginning of the episode on a nighttime date. If you think about it, usually... The the steps of a relationship is like boyfriend, girlfriend, then you might fall in love with each other, and then way later comes an engagement. But for what Rachel wants, she wants it to be, I love you, and then that during that same time period, you're getting engaged. It's, it's missing a ton of time. I love you, engagement. Yeah. We can be boyfriend, girlfriend for two years if we want, but then we have to, you have to guarantee marriage. Like, this guy just said he loved you, like, last week. That's, if you look at what happens in normal life, that's not, usually you wouldn't expect an engagement shortly after. Here's, here's a quote of hers that kind of caught me. She says, I don't want to repeat what I've had in past relationships, like you mentioned. Let's say I agree to date you and be committed to you. What guarantee do I have that will that it will ever leave that stage? None. You don't have the guarantee. No one has no one in life has that guarantee. That's the risk you take. You put trust in a person and if you're willing to grow and establish a life with them, then you take the risk. Your chances of marriage are high if you proceed that way. If you don't trust the person and you don't know much about them and then take the risk, the chances of marriage are lower. So who do you want, Peter or Brian? Who do you want to spend the rest of your life with, Peter or Brian? Don't base this decision on whether or not someone's going to ask you a fucking question tomorrow. A.B., your thoughts. <laughs> do you, Rachel, do you want a three-month engagement or do you want a 60-year marriage? Which one are you preferring? A.B., there Just, he goes. Which one do you want? <laughs> because this engagement isn't going to make it to the altar. Let me just say that. Yeah, we're going to do our official predictions for the relationship <laughs> yes. at the end of the episode. Spoiler so stay alert, tuned it's for that, not going to work but, out. But Rim and AB are bullish on <laughs> the future of Rachel and Brian, to say the least. AB, anyway, back to this back to this moment. Peter's getting emotional, AB. My my biggest issue with Peter up until this point was, number one, that he's stupid boring. He's, stupid he's boring. watching paint dry boring. And... He's not very animated, I guess. Mm -hmm. His voice, he's kind of drones on every situation, whether he's, you know, like playing handball or talking to Rachel about their future is kind of like, I see this with you and football games <laughs> and farmer's markets. Um, but this was real. This was real. I wanted it to be anyway. This seemed like real life, AB. Peter, His voice is changing. He's crying. His eyes are watering. These guys are having a legitimate argument, a, an argument a couple would have. And Peter's laying it all on the line. He's going all <laughs> in on this moment. Like, this is it. 
One way or the other, something's happening here. Either a home run or a strikeout. The quote you alluded to earlier, the big money quote question, I'll say, do you know for a fact that I'm the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? Basically saying like, Pretend the cameras aren't yeah, here. Fuck. Are you going to fucking pick me or not? Fuck all this. You you want me to make this this statement about you? Where's your statement? Exactly. And she says, I can't answer that question because probably millions of dollars are on the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can't answer that. No, she can't do that. And eventually, though, Peter gets to a point where he's like, fine, I'll do it, but only so I don't lose you. Like, he has this rule that he is a hard and fast rule, but he loves Rachel and he's willing to break that rule that means so much to him because he believes Rachel is the one for him. It's compromising. That's a hey, that like you Rachel was over here. <laughs> Rachel was over here. Brian's way over here. And Brian went 95 yeah, percent of the way. And Rachel still didn't. But he went right into the middle where he needed to be. He exactly. I thought he was being too stuck in his ways this entire time for a reality TV show. But he eventually decided to compromise. And how did Rachel respond, A.B.? What did Rachel give in return? She, what was her compromise? Her compromise was basically she did not want him to do that, even though she's been asking him to say that he would get engaged with her for the last two weeks. He finally says it. She doesn't want him to do that because she would feel resentment to, to him. Hmm. Okay, so Rachel, you just wanted this to be an easy breakup because he wouldn't get engaged to you, and you really wanted Brian all along. Can we agree on that? No. Rachel loves Peter, A.B. Did you not get that sense during this, this <laughs> moment? I did. <laughs> okay, no. She, she, Maybe she was looking for a way out. Maybe she had already decided on Brian, and she was looking for a way out with Peter. I don't, I don't think that's the case, but let's say it is. Even while she was doing that and pulling off that scheme, she realized, oh, my God, Peter's right. I don't want to be with Brian. I, could, I would have an amazing life with him if I would just compromise on this one little thing and... Had live a great, you know, like you said, 60-year marriage instead of a three-month engagement. I think she realized that in this moment. Here's an exchange, A.B. I need you to tell me where this ranks among the all-time barbs in this show. I feel like you don't know what you want to do. I don't. I want somebody who knows what they want to do. Great. Then go find someone who have a mediocre life with. Mm, burn. Where is that among the all-time burns from one contestant to another when they're behind their back? That <laughs> that one is right below the uh, Nick Viel. If you weren't in love with me, why did you make love with oh, me? Oh yeah. yeah, right below it, next tier down, but one of the top barbs of all time. I'd put it above it because Nick had like six months to come up with that yeah. line. He was dropping this bomb in the moment. If you want to have a mediocre ass life with this slime ball, go ahead. But with Z, it's about to be on point. That's what the that's what sucked is they could have played up the Peter hates Brian angle yeah. more, like because he's 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 taking shots at him when he's not in the room. That could have been very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Peter says, "I don't I don't know what I want to do tomorrow." Because that one day means the rest of my life. And Rachel says, I can't do tomorrow if you're just going to tell me you want to be my boyfriend. They kind of mumble out the rest of this 
this conversation, A.B., and he says, you know, if you change your mind, you know where you can find me. And at the time, I thought, okay, these two love each other too much to say goodbye. At this point, I thought for sure something, there's going to be a curveball here, something that he's not actually going home. This guy's the winner. AB, this was the only time the whole season where I thought Peter pulled ahead of Brian. I thought he I, agree. A, I thought this was such a loving, emotional moment that I thought he hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning, a walk-off. Because he got to bat last, too, so the analogy extends further. Maybe let's talk a little bit about this goodbye. He hit her. They, she was leaving. They, she's walking to the door, and they stop, and then they start, they start kissing AB. Have you ever seen romance portrayed so beautifully? <laughs> I mean, he says, he says, I love you, Rachel, and she's crying like her eyelashes are gone at this point. She's crying, and she says, I love you, too. Whoa. And I'm thinking, like, I'm looking around like, folks, this is it. This is, <laughs> this is the big moment. This is it. She can't say goodbye. She is bawling, AB. And I got to tell you, watching it the second time, which we do around here, it was even more emotional. Peter gives her a goodbye kiss for the ages and i thought the kiss saved everything like it was the best kiss of the season i usually rag on the kisses on this show that kiss was the height of the best romantic movie you've ever seen it was jack and rose it was right up there with all the legendary kisses harry met sally all of them it was right up there with those kisses (laughs) ab i got goosebumps I got goosebumps, A.B. It was raining outside. We got we got Peter crying his eyes out. I mean, it was peak, peak Bachelorette. It was the height after this boring-ass episode, after the season marred by controversies that have nothing to do with love, after the Bachelor in Paradise thing that took our focus onto some sexual assault nonsense. Here we go, and we got peak Bachelorette. Nothing was better to me on this season or any scene of this that I've seen than this moment between these two. It doesn't get any better than this. It does not. This is what you watch for. Moments like this. Rachel even said to the camera after she left, Peter's got me asking. Two quotes, A.B. Two quotes. Given the context of the situation, two quotes that made me think there's still a chance. She said, Peter's got me asking, am I forcing myself to do something I don't want to do? Mm -hmm. Which, yes, of course you are. You absolutely are Mm -hmm. doing that. And number two, she said, I feel like I could be making a mistake. Yeah. All this context, watching this, I mean, watching this true love on display for America to see, I did not believe that they broke up. Instead, I thought they were at a crossroads that could be maybe resolved the next day in dramatic fashion with a proposal from Peter. He said, last night was so incredible that I just can't imagine living a day without you. And we all just cry and watch and see the best finale we've ever seen. They went back to Chris Harrison. And then they go to commercial and said, Peter and Rachel are about to see each other for the first time since that devastating breakup. I was stunned, totally confused. (laughs) Were you with me or am I done? Well, I was. I thought something was going to happen. I I really did think there was going to be a curveball here with Peter. But when he sat down on the floor and he's crying and he has that what's wrong with me moment and they played that up. 
his bachelor moment, basically. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was over. <laughs> that was that was it. So you knew at that point yeah. that he wasn't going to go to a final anything with her. You knew that. Because I didn't know until Chris Harrison said it, like, laid it out. Yeah. They broke up. I was like, wait, they broke up? I thought that was the best thing that anyone's ever done. <laughs> Listen, this just falls back on Rachel again being way too sensual when she's breaking up with people. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen a breakup kiss like that? That would have been the best kiss uh, of anyone's life. And that was your breakup kiss? Uh, yeah, that was good stuff. It was good stuff. That, <laughs> yeah, that's on. true. I mean, she's kissed pretty much. She's kissed a bunch of dudes when she they're getting in the limos. Like, all right, Matt, whom we've never seen. Uh, their first kiss was the goodbye kiss, like I'm Kenny. pretty sure. Uh, Jack, Kenny, Jack Stone, probably, for all we know. She, I mean, she's out here making out with all the dudes she's sending home. I mean, even after the commercial, during the commercial break, A.B., I thought Chris Harrison was still going to pull one over on us. I thought there was a chance that this was just like the craziest swerve of all time and that Peter and Rachel were actually going to end up together and that there's going to be some sort of proposal and that after the final rose with these two, I thought some, I thought the fix was in there. My conspiracy antenna was <laughs> maxed out. But when Peter came out and the, the body language between these two on that couch... It was bad. You knew it was it was really <laughs> so over. These two do not like each other anymore. She was icy. Icy. <laughs> so ice queen. Icy. <laughs> she scooted away from him, stared some daggers through him, rolled her eyes at his answers. It was something like I've never seen. It, it didn't look like the last time these two saw each other. They shared the most romantic moment of all time. Peter looked like he was about to cry on stage, A.B. He talked a bit about, you know, how frustrated he was that he couldn't get to that point of a proposal with her. His inner struggle, his thoughts, his opinions. And Rachel used that opportunity to just fucking bring the claws out <laughs> and begin one of the more, I'd say, disappointing bachelor heel turns in history. I mean, this is when Rachel went from, I don't know about your decision making, Rachel, to, okay, Rachel's actually very rude <laughs> yeah. to somebody that everybody likes and who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> First, she claims she realized in Geneva that Peter wouldn't be ready, which doesn't hold water because she sent two guys home between that moment and when she sent Peter home. Then she claims that her emote, this, this was the most spurious claim of all. She claimed that her emotion during their breakup was, was more about her previous relationship and not as much about Peter, Ooh. you know, tr trying to downplay how much, you know, it seemed like she loved Peter because she just watched that for the first time, for the first time with all of us. Yeah. And, and I was watching this with our pal Wade, loyal listener, and he described it perfectly. He said Rachel got caught red handed in love. <laughs> she got caught in love. <laughs> It's a good like way. Everyone to saw it. it, and then she she was just like, "Oh God, everyone knows how much I love Peter now, but I'm gonna marry Brian <laughs> now. I have to act like Peter stinks." Rock in a hard place. Try to like any good lawyer though. She tried to spin zone her way out of it. She, she said, "I love you" to him after sharing the best kiss of the season. She hasn't told "I love you" to anyone. Bachelor and bachelorettes don't say the words "I love you" unless your name is fucking Ben. The moron. It was the it was the best. <laughs> Shout out Ben. It was the best. I love you. I, this is a good point. She hadn't said it to anyone else. Instead, she was just kind of collecting I love yous from these other guys and using them on like a point scale for how <laughs> she was evaluating everyone. It was the best. I love you. 
exchange I've seen on this show and the best I love you of the season. He said, I love you, Rachel. Man, this shit, AB, this shit was romantic. I got to tell you, it gets me fired up every time. And she looks up at him, you know, like all eyes, all watery and stuff. She's been crying. She said, I love you, too. And she almost whispered it like she didn't want the yeah. cameras to pick it up. But we got you. You got caught <laughs> in love. All right. <laughs> like she probably thought they weren't going to show that. Or she probably thought, you know, maybe they didn't hear or something. But no, Rachel, we saw you say that to Peter. <laughs> Don't quit lying to yourself. You're tripping. But back at the, you know, back at the, after the final rose, Peter's out there fucking, (laughs) back in the studio. Peter's out here stone-faced. Rachel (laughs) is angry. And AB attorneys are extremely skilled at controlling, you know, not only their message, but the message of the other person in the room. That's literally their job. To get, especially, you know, a trial court attorney, to get the person to say what you want them to say so that you win. And Rachel lawyered the shit out of Peter on that couch, AB. Peter explained his emotions. He explained his reasoning for the way he felt the way he felt and why he struggled with maybe some of the outside factors, the stresses that we don't really think about, the families, you know, the time periods, the where are you going to live, all that stuff. And Rachel said... I don't think that's what it was. Well, you, I mean, you can't really debate what Peter was feeling, but if you're going to try and... <laughs> but thanks for chiming in. <laughs> yeah, she proceeded to tell Peter how he felt and why he acted the way he did. Like, almost putting words in... No, this is actually what you are trying to do. And A.B. Bachelor Nation turned into a courtroom in that moment. Peter's on the stand, accused of committing the worst crime in Bachelor Land, refusing to let love in, A.B. You have to be willing to let love in. You gotta be. Rachel, the prosecuting attorney, <laughs> in the audience in studio and at home, the whole of America comprised the jury. And Rachel, in her mind right there, knew that she had to convince us, the jury, beyond a reasonable doubt that Peter is the one at fault here. He was the one who chose not to let love in his life, whether to benefit from future pursuits or otherwise. And that's when she tried to paint Peter in the worst possible light and, and really kind of nip in the bud any potential bachelor exploits he hoped to pursue in the future. She threw some big time shade at Peter in regards to the bachelor, and I will never forgive her for that. No, it was blatant. Yeah. She says maybe the show isn't for Peter. Well, he's still trying to be the bachelor, so maybe... Why don't you take the high road here, Rachel? Let him do his thing. Maybe go live your life. If you're living your best life, maybe just let him do his thing, too. (laughs) This is... um, Did you get the feeling that she was just still super salty about that mediocre life comment? I think she was super salty about that, but also... AB, she had no, uh, she had no choice really but to bury Peter mm-hmm. because she can't at all make it seem like she still had feelings for Peter or she wished they didn't break up because 10 minutes later, Brian's coming out and they have to sell that relationship to the world. And she has to spend the, you know, she's saying she's going to spend the rest of her life with Brian. So she's taking this opportunity to 
make paint Peter in the most negative light possible because that's the most beneficial to her. She really she doesn't really feel these things. She knows that Peter would probably be a great bachelor, but she doesn't want anyone to think that Peter is deserving of their adoration. She wants to take all of that goodwill, take it from people directing it to Brian and kind of shine the mirror so it angles over to or excuse me, to Peter and then make sure that's directed towards Brian instead because that's her man and she wants to be remembered as a good bachelorette who made the right choice. But I don't think she can override the feelings of America, A.B. No, no. What did you make of Rachel saying, I'm living my best life? It just felt like she was just salty about about what he said. That's what I took it as. He's, she's just being petty. A.B., let's talk about Rachel's best life, shall we? I would love to. <laughs> Let's take a journey over to VIPswag.com and enter the Brian Abbasalo collection. This is the life you chose, Rachel. You got Peter, who owns a growing chain of personal training fitness centers. And then you ended up with Brian, who will probably be barred from practicing chiropractic soon, and who now sells totes, mugs, cosmetic bags and phone cases with sketches of his abs on them AB <laughs> calls himself Dr. Abs on here <laughs> Dr. Abs you chose to be with Dr. Abs AB side note Brian doesn't even have as good abs as no, Peter my not close about half this disgusting who would number one who would purchase this who who let me get a tote bag with a guy with a sketch of a guy's torso on there and then the phrase Dr. Abs. The, about half the merch has the phrase find yourself a Jerome. What's which that is mean? the code name Rachel used. It, Jerome is the code name that Rachel used for Brian in interviews in the lead up to this finale. Oh. Okay. So find yourself a Jerome, meaning, you know, find your true love. Guess what, Brian and Rachel? No one wants to find themselves a sleazebag, fake-cheeked creep like Jerome. No, that's not anyone's goal. That's no one's relationship goal. Okay, look at the swag, AB. Was- we got a t-shirt with abs on it. What are we doing out here? <laughs> this is a fucking joke, Brian. This is a <laughs> joke. This is a, this is a joke. joke. I thought Dr. Abasalo over here is selling tote bags with his abs on them. <laughs> That's who Rachel chose. <laughs> VIP swag. He's 37. Folks. <laughs> Come on, people. Rachel is a, an accomplished attorney. And, she, and this is this is the life he's into. They are like Nick and Vanessa, only much, much worse. And I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> much worse. Uh, anyway, so shout out to VIPswag.com. Go ahead and check. What I want all Rosecast listeners to do is go check that out. And then, um, I don't know, a good little scheme to do would be everybody put a bunch of stuff in your cart and then X out. That way, people who run these websites, they can see how much how much stuff people left in their cart unattended. And if the number we get that number real high and then people don't buy anything, I think that would be funny. <laughs> Make Brian feel like he's about to get that cash and he's not. <laughs> Anyway, the Brian the Brian Abasolo collection on VIPswag.com. This is your life, Rachel. This is where we're at. AB, it goes back to what we said. 
Brian represents everything that people, that critics of the show like to mock. And he made it to the end and he won. And now we're fans of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, who had such high hopes for this season with a high class lady. We have, we're caught with our pants down and people who may think the show is dumb are pointing and laughing at us for watching this nonsense. And they have good reason to, because we invested a lot of time into this show and emotion into the show. And we got the stupid result that no one likes. (laughs) And now we look silly. And now we're sitting here asking ourselves, what are we doing with our lives? Talking about this dumbass show. Fuck Brian Abasalo. No disrespect. (laughs) I'll tell you what though, Rim, even until the last moments, the proposal I still was holding out hope that something would happen. I don't know what it was going to be because I just watched Peter and her get into it. So they're obviously not together. But I thought (laughs) like, I don't know, Kevin Durant hopping out of a vehicle with a ring or something. Just something. Yeah. I was hoping Nick Vial. Honestly, I was hoping Nick Vial because he's an upgrade over Brian. I thought he'd take a helicopter in and propose. (laughs) Anyway, shout out to all the Twitter followers who follow the Twitter handle Rosecast. ES who sent us that it was a lot it was a lot of, most of the mentions this morning have been did you see the VIP swag did you see the Brian <laughs> Abasalo collection and I'm like unfortunately yes unfortunately we did see that and it's the worst I saw a tweet um, that I thought was good the tweet said that Peter won the popular vote and Brian won the electoral college <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright we still got Peter on the hot seat uh, he's got to sit down there, look down, and not say anything. I mean, Peter's in a very tough spot here, AB, and we haven't talked about this much, but his attitude about the proposal is totally reasonable. But at the same time, he can't shit on the concept of the show. No. Yeah. Because he clearly wants to be The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So even though he thinks this is silly, you know, you'll never hear him say, I can't propose to someone after only a few weeks because yeah. he wants to do that with the different, you know, from the different side. Peter said he asked if he could reach back out to Rachel and he was told the answer was no. Do you got anything on that? What do you think that means? I think it means Peter, while he was still there before the engagement, asked producers if he, if Rachel would be okay with him showing back up. And maybe speak in this piece. And she said flat out no. Do you think there's a possibility that Peter wanted to reach back out to her well after? Yeah, it could be. Because he did say, if you change your mind, you know where to find me. I.E. I have Instagram, basically. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You want to talk about this proposal? Not really. Me neither. I got a couple <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Was this the worst proposal you've ever seen? For all the passion that they had all season, the proposal was trash. There's no juice to it. Number one, he chose a, an ugly ring. <laughs> you know, it looked like a, I guess a teardrop might be in style now. I don't know. I wasn't enamored with it. It was very windy out. And I'm glad her moment was ruined. <laughs> The proposal kit, the post-proposal kiss was repulsive, as expected. Disgusting, I'd say. Enough with the hands around the, the sides of the skull. It's, it's weird, Brian. Speaks, some, you know, some corny-ass Spanish. And that was pretty much it. I mean, nothing to this proposal. It made me want to puke. Yeah, it was Do you bad. understand me? Okay, I think... <laughs> I think I so I was on the laptop the tweeting from the Twitter account and I think I 
did a bunch i tried to do a bunch of puke emojis and i sent him out a bunch of them <laughs> <laughs> you know with the yellow circle yeah, face emojis. and the green puke coming out the problem is it showed up on phones as a bunch of question marks so people and the vast uh, majority of people were probably on their phones so i missed puke opportunity there and i highly <laughs> i really regret that this is um throw up in your mouth proposal that's that's what this made me do i might take a break from recording and go get a couple tums because i feel that that <laughs> acidic feeling in my throat right now <laughs> this is a, a true nightmare of a scenario <laughs> the only saving grace for all of this is that they'd completely cut past all the stuff they usually do like the neil lang thing lasted literally three seconds <laughs> yeah. neil lang opened the door and then that was it they didn't show him picking a ring they didn't show any lead up to it that yeah. lasted like the whole thing was probably like three minutes. What was so confusing about the last like 20 or 30 minutes or so is that ABC did not seem to realize that most viewers don't like Brian and that we're not interested in this awful fairy tale. Like you can't you can't shove this down our throat. People are booing across the nation during these last 20 minutes as they try to sell us on this love. At one point, they came back from a commercial break, and Brian and Rachel were making out on the couch, like, as they came back from the break, like, oh, check it out, the camera. I was like, Rachel, you... The whole thing made me want to puke. Made me physically sick. And the just the, the dagger, the twist of the knife from Rachel in America's gut, collective gut, was when Chris goes, so, what's your future hold? And they ba Rachel's basically like, I don't know. We haven't really talked about any wedding stuff. <laughs> like, they haven't planned any of the wedding. Okay, so why did you make such a big deal out of the proposal? We're not, we're, I don't know. We're not rushing anything. We just want to build our lives together, you know, like live like normal people for a while. So, but ex so literally exactly what Peter said. Unbelievable. Anything else on this episode? The worst, the, the best and worst finale of all time. Like you said, Rim, I just we I can't wait for the fucking bill collectors and mobsters to show up at their wedding <laughs> to fucking break Brian's legs because he owes them money because of VIPSwag.com. <laughs> oh, he definitely bought like a million dollars in inventory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting in. Got their a couple Miami investors. Condo. Got a couple. Sh oh man, you know, seedy investors. <laughs> okay. AB, let's wrap it up. We got a, we got, we got a couple final thoughts. We got a couple announcements. We're so glad you listened. We're so glad you stuck through the finale with us. Because I bet, I bet after it was Peter went off the screen, the the ratings plummeted. AB, number one predictions for this couple. How long do you think it'll last? Two months. I think it's going to last however long you think it's going to last. I say multiply it by five because I think Rachel is so stubborn and wants to That's be true. Wants everyone to think that it's, this is the fairy tale and she made the right choice. I think they're going to she will do whatever it takes to keep it lasting longer than it probably should. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe quietly get divorced in the middle of another season a, a year or two from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think they'll actually do you think they'll get married? No, I said divorced. I shouldn't have. They're never. These two are not getting married. <laughs> Final thoughts on Rachel. We put her on a pedestal early, AB. We we called early in middle of Nick's season that she could be the first black bachelor. Liar. We were high on Rachel from the beginning throughout the early episodes of the season. Final thoughts on her. She did a terrible job as the bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> she did a terrible job. She, cho she chose the worst possible guy she could come in with, 
she let go of all the favorites. She had horrible breakups along the way. She let go of a lot of good guys and kept guys that no one knew. Yeah, and the, and that's not even getting into the bizarre with. order of who she like aunt getting let go like 10 episodes too early. Yeah. Not even getting into that. All right. Well, I'm kind of tired of talking about Rachel and Brian. I don't know about you. So we're ready to move on, AB. Time for some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's let let's just relax. Like the muscles have been tense for so long. Last hour, I've been just like grinding my hands. Like if I were holding on to anything, I would grind it to dust right now. I'm so just <laughs> intense. But let's do something fun, AB. Let's have, if you're willing, a next Bachelor fantasy draft. A little quick bonus pod because this is an interesting scenario in that we don't know who the next lead is. And we won't until after Bachelor in Paradise. So we're going to be going to combine our two favorite things, which is Bachelor and Fantasy Drafts, and pick who we think will be the next Bachelor. And we'll put that out uh, maybe later this week, early next week, figure something out. In the meantime, if you like the chemistry, and how could you not, on display by these two, the number one interracial best friend duo, Bachelor Recap Podcasts, we have another podcast too that you can listen to too. It's non-Bachelor related talk called The Rimcast. So if you're interested in that, that's also on Apple Podcasts. And if you have some time and if you really, really like it, don't get, not if you like, I give it a B, B minus, but if you're a true fan and you can't get enough, we humbly request that maybe you give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, not only do we like reading them, but it helps other people discover the podcasts. So we'll leave some instructions in the episode description on how to do that. A.B., you got anything else? Did I miss anything? You think we should take our talents to the Bachelor in Paradise television show? I don't know, A.B. First off, that joke would have really worked if you knew the location of the Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> beach. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Shout out LeBron James. I don't know, A.B., it's in, it's in Mexico. It's in Mexico. All right, AB, should we take our talents to Mexico, south of the border? Listen, I would have said yes, for sure. I'm in. This is going to be fun. But, but this shit starts next Monday. Uh, I need a break, don't Can you? Can the kids get a break? Uh, well, we'll do. I'll, I'll, how about this? We'll do it if there's an overwhelming response, either on Twitter or Facebook, or email or whoever, if you know it's text us. If there's an overwhelming response to where we, it can't be ignored, maybe we'll take a stab at it. I've never seen the show before, so it'll be interesting to watch. But I don't know. If there's not, I mean, we might just say forget it and see a next Bachelor. I don't know. We'll people see. don't want it. They don't want it. We, we give the people what they want. We don't give the people things they don't want. No. Right? Never so, that. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Um... We had a good time this season. Overall, even though it kind of left a poor taste in our mouths, this was a fun season. Good characters, good guys, fun drama. You're giving me a look like, I don't know, Rim. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? <laughs> it was a good season. It's hard to call it fun when you have the sinking feeling in, of your, in your stomach that, that last yeah. night's episode left me. So, yeah, we had a good time, though. 
yeah, other than like the two hours of impending dread I felt while watching the finale, <laughs> other than that, it was a delightful, delightful experience. <laughs> Thank you.